Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and across the internet from me is Brad Bennett a man who still refers to himself as the bad boy of tech. When I was rewriting this intro, I thought about removing it, but I just I just couldn't do it. I had to still give you that coveted title. How are you doing, Brad? That's fine, honestly. I feel like I'm, I'm growing into it, you know? Like maybe in a few years, I'll have a leather jacket and motorcycle, and it'll all work out, so we only have to worry. Um, but I'm doing good. Nobody can see, but you might be able to hear my audio today. I am in a closet because they are building a condo building uh, like literally right next to me. So good times all around. Bennett's real reason for being in the closet. It's a lot deeper and sadder. And <laughs> I, I relate, buddy. I'm so sorry that you are forced yeah. into a closet. I was it's wondering not... if someone was going to make that joke. I assumed, I assumed oh, you... it would happen. It had to come out at some point. Yeah. And it had so, to be me. So that, that, yeah, well, it truly did have to be you. Uh, that is the voice <laughs> of, of Dean. Dean, how are you doing today? I'm good. I, I noticed you rewrote this intro and I'm still after Brad Bennett, but it's fine. I'm okay with that, I guess. Despite it's not me. a catchy nickname. You know? oh, tech trash. Be, uh... Just call me Tech Trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be part of the pod, pod lore of, of, of you guys dominating for uh, co-host supremacy for the few episodes that I will continue, continue to host, I think. Um, and uh, John, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, my 19 month year old is not, uh, sleeping because she's sick and is currently doing furious battle, uh, against nap time. So that's fun. It's always fun to, uh, to deal with that. We'll, we'll, we'll try to keep the pod quick and, and concise so that you can, uh, thank you. Thank you. You can get back to that. Um, so yeah, for, first off, I just want to get a little housekeeping out of the way. Uh, this year, so that this podcast is obviously going to still come out in 2023, but we're, we're thinking ahead. We're trying to come up with ways to refresh the podcast. Um, and we're playing around with a few different ideas for segments. Um, Dean, who's obviously on this episode, he's going to be far more involved in the podcast moving forward. There'll be some episodes where he is just hosting the Syrupcast along with the Syrup Arcade cast, which he's hosted for several months. And there'll be familiar guests that some people might have heard before on the podcast. There'll be new guests. We're, we're just trying to shake things up and do something different, uh, but also keep the podcast a little more consistent. Uh, I think our goal last year was like one a month or something like that, and we hit that in some cases. Uh, but this year moving forward, we're hoping to have one to two, sometimes three episodes, depending on what's going on in, in the tech world. So lots in store for the Syrupcast audience. So keep an eye out for that. Also. A little correction. This is this Syrup cast, Syrup Arcade cast is now a year old. Is it a year old? Totally. November. Yeah. I'm pretty sure huh. the, the first episode was November. And yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess 
to speak to that a little bit too. We're, we're trying we're trying to find a way to make the episodes more consistent. So things that you hear on the Servcast and segments that you experience on this podcast, you'll also hear on the Serve Arcade Cast. That that's the goal. But over the next few episodes, you'll you'll see a bit of experimentation. So things will be a little bit all over the place. Um, and with with that said, the first segment uh, that we're going to get into is something that Dean came up with called Sweet Tech or Tech Trash. Uh, still not in love with the name, but I know Dean loves the phrase Tech Trash. Isn't that part of your Twitter? Like That bio? is my Twitter name. I got it from Brad. Uh, I, I sniped it from Bennett. Uh, he We did an episode of the uh, Tech Effect, and in it, he they say Tech Trash quite a few times. And what episode? I was like, it's the, the one about E-Waste, yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, check out YouTube, uh, the Tech Effect, or no, Mobile Sierra. It's on the Mobile Sierra channel, but the the videos are sub labeled Tech Effect. There's a playlist you can find them. They're at the top of the channel as well. They're on site too. If I can uh, jump in and workshop the name here for a moment, I think we gotta we gotta maximize that alliteration. We've got Tech Trash. So what about Tech Treat or Tech Trash? I love it. I love it. What if that's the rating system? You know, with the items we talk about, they can either be a tech treat or they could be a tech trash. Well, that's the point. That's that's exactly what it is. Oh, is that what that was? It was always meant to be a rating system. I thought we were workshopping just an overarching name. No, 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 no. No, the rating system. The name is the rating system. So yeah, let's let's just get into it. Um, wait, wait, wait. We we gotta go with sweet because we're mobile syrup. That's all I just wanted to say. So not not like it has to be sweet, like syrup is a treat so tech treat also works here but that was where my my thought came from anyways sorry Pat. you're sweet Pat. enough dean <laughs> oh <laughs> i always hate hate the on the nose syrup syrup stuff uh, related to our lovely name um but yeah let, let's get into actually talking about the device in question so the idea of this segment and correct me if i'm wrong dean but is we're gonna talk about a specific device a specific product often a one that's like a little bit weird and then decide amongst the group whether or not we like it. And I think this one in particular is going to have some disparate views. So obviously, we're talking about the Humane AI pin. Uh, It's an Android-powered pin that you attach to yourself. It's got a, I I guess it's not a pin, it's a device. Um, It has a pin that you attach to your shirt. The actual pins themselves um, work as battery packs. It was created by formal Apple employees. It's powered by chat for various versions of chat GPT. Um, they, they did like a big launch event earlier this week. Was it this week or was it late last week? Yeah, last week. Late last week, last week, I think. Um, I watched it with Bennett in the office and it really was just us like sitting there kind of making fun of it to some extent. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't really understand why anyone would want to use this thing instead of just their phone but dean i know you have you you like stuff like this and you have a very different opinion than me yeah i'm a little like i don't think i can use that word but i'm a little like i love the gimmicks i uh i'm a gimmick for anything so uh i don't think this is something that everyone will ever get i don't even think it will ever come to canada uh just because it's ran by T-Mobile, I think it is one of the American carriers. So I don't. It's an M- MVNO running on T-Mobile's network. Yeah, so I don't think it will come here. 
but it's it's kind of cool you know you project the little display into your hand uh you can talk to it ask it to send a text and then you can because it has jack gpt uh, formed into it you can be like well can you correct the text for grammar or you can can you make it sound more eloquent make it sound medieval uh make it sound whatever you want like that's how it definitely make it sound medieval i feel like there's no way you could use that device to correct text for grammar it would be like hey so it says blah 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 comma blah 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 period blah 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 would you like an exclamation mark because you can't see the text it would have to read it out to you like word by word letter by letter space by space and i feel like that's just not gonna i was just gonna say in the demo video they like they changed the tone of it, like the tone yeah. of the text yeah. to make it more friendly or something. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Grammar would be weird. It would. It would no, because if it's, if he's using chat GBT, it can like have you, if you guys yeah, technically are... could, but I just don't see that being like a use case and where you would want to, because uh, you know totally. what you're interacting with. I mean, fine, that's, I guess fine. the big problem with the nothing pin on like pretty much every level, but yeah, we'll get into it later. Yeah. You say nothing, Pin? Oh yeah, I did say nothing. Two, two hype ask, or two hype companies. I'm all off the board. Sorry, Humane, Humane. <laughs> what a yeah, name I for did... a company, too. Uh, yeah, I just Humane like, or... I just yeah. like all that stuff. I just like that it's like this little. It's different than what we're used to. It's not like a, a smartphone that anyone has. Um, it's like. You know, it's it's a, it's a different thing. I don't I don't like the idea that you have to get a separate phone number for it. I think that's kind of dumb because I think that if I'm sending a text from it, I want it to be from my phone number. I don't know why I would want it from someone else's phone number. Um, or if someone's calling me, I would definitely want it if my phone number as well. Like I don't this doesn't make sense. It's kind of like it's not even you, uh, but like people trying to I, contact you, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone would just call your old number. You're not like you're gonna be yeah. sending it like you it's like you have to make a Facebook status like oh eight being like, Hey, change numbers, contact well, me at this if you need to hear from me. It's even older than pins. that. It reminds me of like a like I guess Bennett, you won't know what this is, but it reminds me of like a pager. Um yeah. because <laughs> pagers had their own numbers you would call, right? And then I'm that, not even like what this is. old enough to have known anyone that had a pager, man. Like like I know, it was, I knew it was before existed. all of our times. Yeah, I didn't know anyone that had one. Our times, I my mom yeah. had a pager. Anywho, uh, so like, yeah, no, like it, it reminds me of that where it's just like sure. it's like this extra thing. I think it should, I think it would be fun. It's also six ninety nine USD, which is a big number in Canada. I don't know, like two three grand, um, and it's not like, that much. I know. I know. It'd be like nine hundred. <laughs> I like to over exaggerate. So the the, money the exact conversion was nine nine sixty five based on okay. six ninety six ninety nine, and then the monthly cost because it's uh, we talked about it before. It's on an MBNO based on T Mobile's network. It's twenty four a month. Uh, US USD thirty three Canadian. Um, like you you mentioned it. Like I I don't think this thing's ever coming here. They'd have to come to some sort of an agreement with the carrier. Uh, it's just like and. Th- I, and I know, like, I'm I'm really down on it, but on the other side of the perspective, I, I do enjoy gadgets like this. Like, I think they're fun to play around with. I like that there's a company out there doing something different. I would love to get our hands on one and, and try one. It would be like an amazing like feature project or video project or something. Um, but I I also just sometimes it doesn't make sense to experiment for experimentation's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool for us to play around with, but I would, if you showed this to pretty much anyone and they looked at it and they tried it, my guess is they their initial reaction would be, 
why I can just do this with my phone. And that that's what I well, saw. Then you, would pull, you would pull like seven or eight almonds out of your pocket and you would be like, yeah, tell me how much protein is in these almonds. And then before the person could say, I don't even know, your pin would be like, I think there's this many grams of protein in those almonds. And then everyone would just be jaws on the floor. Yeah, it would be the game changer. John, did you did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, the I think the most overlooked uh, hype part of this, bringing back the removable battery in like a cool way. Uh, that's pretty much the only pro going for it. That's um, fair. Right Imagine now, none on of phone? yeah, on a phone that would be sick, like a hot yeah. swappable, just a magnetic, uh, magnetic battery. battery. That like Unreal. sat kind of flush as opposed to being like what we have today where there's like big backpacks. Yeah, Damn exactly. Cool. Um, but beyond that, like I think conceptually it's a neat device, but I don't think any of the chatbot AI models that are out there right now, whether you're doing ChatGPT or Bing or Windows Copilot, whatever you want to use, none of them I think are good enough to or reliable enough to exist as like a voice assistant that's pinned to your chest all the time i don't think they're gonna like yeah you can ask it a question but you're gonna have to go fact check the answer anyway because chances are it's going to be wrong or just some made up nonsense i'm a big fan of chat gbt like i i use it for my own personal stuff and i've uh used it to help me with headlines or whatever um but you're right it's not perfect and it can but even then that's chat gdp that's not the humane pin you know totally but i think it's it's like using it right from my understanding of it it's like using it runs primarily on gpt4 um if i remember correctly which is like a slightly better version of chat gpt okay i think that's what they said and like i guess like to go even a little further though uh if rumor has it Samsung will be using the chat GBT a lot or on its S24 series um, for a lot of different things in the background and even in the foreground. Um, so to see, I guess we'll get a chance to see it on a device first and then to see it like then before we can even like use it on a humane pin. Yeah, I just think that like, um, like, I, we'll get to try out ChatGPT on a device first before we even get into you. You already see Humane. Yeah. What do you mean? ChatGPT exists as a smartphone app for both iPhone and Android. Yeah, and sorry, but I mean, like, how. Out. Totally, but I mean, like. I think you mean for us built to act voice assistant. Exactly. Okay. Like built in. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I, I honestly think every phone manufacturer will do that within the next two years, you know? Like yeah. That's been yeah. writing on the wall. That's what. Yeah. Qualcomm has, what has been say. working on a lot for uh, at the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 conference. Um, and I'm going to write an article about it next month. One of the other things that I think some people haven't considered is like it's heavy. So when you attach it to your clothes, you, it like could possibly pull your shirt down in like a weird way or it might be uncomfortable i'm not saying it's heavy but it's like like ever since cigarettes have went out of style humanity's been looking for like a cool accessory for leather jackets and so i think this is kind of actually the perfect answer to that you know so yeah it's like you can get a thick leather jacket you clip it on there you don't need to smoke you just like puff out your chest you're like i'm an i'm a tech ai guy and that's that's like very cool i think the ladies like that a lot because the guy's standing standing in the closet for like an hour and a half straight yeah what were you gonna say john He's just dreaming about the jacket. He's like, I would be yeah. so cool. <laughs> oh, uh, just I, I remember. I remember. 
Um, sorry. It was, uh, I was going to say the whole controlling hardware aspect, I've kind of gotten to play around with that a little bit with Windows Copilot. Um, and it's really not that useful. Like it's kind of useful if you don't know where something is in the settings, you can just kind of ask Copilot and it'll find it for you, which is a little bit helpful, especially on, a, on like, you know, a Windows PC because the settings menu is like super complicated for no good reason. Um, it's always scary when you like, pull up that one app that still looks like it's from XP and you're like, wait, should I be here? Yeah, yeah. It's like just time, time traveling straight into <laughs> the early days of Bill Gates. Um, but like beyond, you know, changing the occasional setting, like it's really, I, I just think it's overhyped. Um, I haven't really found that much use for it that I can't get from basically anything else. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I mean, like even, I guess, did anybody see any of the demos that they showed off in stage and be like, I want to do that? Like there's the almond thing. Obviously the photo thing is not going to work. Cause like who wants to take photos without being able to see what they look like? And then also have to deal with the camera being pointed down. Like you would have to hold the device up. At it. Anyway, not, not a big point. Nobody wants to like point a device at a thing and be like, buy this, right? Because it's like, no, I don't trust that. Like, is that the lowest price? I have access to the internet. I could buy this on five different websites. So I'm just going to trust that whatever you get is the lowest price. Like there's, and even when it, it does the holographic display of the map, it's like, and he's like, you could see cool things around you. And it just shows three points of interest. And it's like, are those like within this viewing distance of where this person can see? Is that like, what, what is that? useful to what they need um it's very very strange yeah the one thing that i was gonna say about it too that i haven't really heard anyone talk about is like it's got a camera right there's also that so the social implications of walking around with something that, that, that has a camera built into it at all times that you're you're wearing like are people going to take this off when they go to the bathroom? Are they going to take it off under circumstances when someone might not so, want yeah. to be filmed or have photos taken? It's like the so whole so light, glass though, thing that coming shows back. Up when you're in it's taking a picture in camera. Yeah, so I don't think most people will know. Call that. it a trust light know. that comes yeah. on. Um, and also, light, it's okay. not like on all the time. It's not always listening either for like a wake word. You have to touch it to activate it. Yeah, um, okay. he said so voice though as well. That probably always seemed very on. unclear. What? Sorry, I believe he also said voice activated. Um, I know he does touch it a lot, but I, I like he said. No, he's he says he says I re I just rewatched it. He just says you have, touch, you, you have to touch it. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's give a let's give a verdict. Yeah, let's give a verdict on this thing because we got we got other stuff to get yeah, to. Trash. Um, I, I don't know. We haven't even like talked about how we're going to do it. I guess we can go around the room. Like me, it's trash, 100%. Um, I respect a company trying to do something different, but I have absolutely no interest as a consumer in buying or owning a device like this. Uh, also uh, John, trash. I like the concept, but I don't think that any of the AI stuff that currently exists is anywhere near good enough to make this device good. Ooh, this is hard. Um I have to look at it from the point of view of would I buy it and I wouldn't be only because of the T-Mobile thing and having to pay monthly after paying 700 USD for it. So tech trash in that way, but a tech treat in the way that I want it. And if I didn't have to do that, I would probably get it. Cool. Fair, fair enough. That's a balanced view. Uh, Bennett, what are your thoughts? 
I'm obviously trash all the way. I mean, as everybody's making a big deal about it being like ex Apple people. And like the only Apple aspect of this in my mind is that it has like a semi unique design that uses like white and stainless steel. And other than that, there's like, seems to be no like forethought, long road plan or anything. And uh, the only aspect I like is the Chrome charging egg. And that is it. I was just going to say that the, the Chrome case, the charging case is sick. I yeah. want my AirPods charging case to look like that. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to the actual main topic of the podcast. I, I think that we need to finalize it and call it tech trash. If the four of us, if it's trash, yeah, four, yeah, okay. yeah, tech trash. Yeah, sorry, I just want to. It's a, it's a, I'm gonna do it. It's a dumpster fire of a of a product, like likely to be a dumpster fire. Um, product. that being said, in the demo video, one of the example photos was taken downtown Toronto. So I don't know if there's a humane thing in Toronto, whatnot. If anybody knows, please reach out to us um that would be but yeah that was yeah. that was like yeah. one weird canadian aspect of it that we we were not expecting weird one for sure um okay so the main topic this week this is kind of our like year-end podcast to some extent uh dean came up with the idea to focus on our favorite smartphones of the year and just kind of go around the room and each of us can pick out which whatever device we we decided was our our top pick um, John, do you want to kick things off? My, my guess is you're probably going to have a, a Pixel device in mind. Yeah. So when you asked me the question, I thought it was like just a subjective thing. So I said the Pixel 8, but then I saw the pod notes said objectively, what's the best smartphone? And I don't think the Pixel 8 is objectively the best smartphone. But for me, it was my favorite device. Um, I like the size. I think Google did a great job of making the Pixel 8 more compact without really sacrificing anything um, in terms of like hardware or performance. Well, Tensor G3 as a whole is a uh, performance sacrifice, but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, just overall, uh, I really liked it. It kind of fills that niche of being a small phone without really being that small. Like it's still a 6.2 inch screen, which is sizable, but it feels great in the hand and it has all those pixel smarts and goodies that I like a uh, pretty reliable camera that I don't need to fiddle with any of the settings. I can just take it out, take a picture, put it back in my pocket and I don't have to worry about it. Um, so it kind of checks all those boxes for me. Yeah. When it goes on sale for like $1 next black Friday, <laughs> best deal around. Especially with the seven years of updates, as long as, yeah. you know, Google sticks to that promise, like picking it up for cheap a year from now, you're not going to worry about it being a brick in like two years, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good point. Uh, but what was your non-objective phone? Or, 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 yeah, that it was, that's a good choice. Good question. Hmm. Yeah, uh, objectively, the best the Nova phone Legion be... Go gaming phone. I don't know if that's the name. Um, FireTab HD. The ROG Ally. Maybe the iPhone 15 Pro. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of at the top there. Um, it's got the best chip. Uh, it's got a pretty good camera. I don't, I don't know if it's the best camera, but people seem to really like it. Um, just um, a little quick time out here. Do we mean like objective as in like best specs or just like best for the market? Because I'm I going best, on just something like best for the market. Best for the market, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, best for the market. So I think the don't, Pixel don't 8 buy an iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah, yeah, I think the Pixel 8 could be a pick, honestly. Like, I think there's a lot going for it. Even though I made that joke about it's a great deal when it goes on sale. But even this year, there probably are some okay sales on it. And I don't think it had an enormous price tag to begin with. I think it was very fairly priced. So there is a, whoops, I yeah, think there is a case to be made That's a good it. point. 
I, I would also argue the Pixel 7a is probably best for the market. It's very reasonably priced, I think, and it gives you more or less the same experience as the Pixel 8 for less money. Do you find they both have the same battery life? The I had terrible battery life on my 7a. I think I just had a lemon okay. unit, though, because other people... That's true. The one Alex had is much better, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess you know the, the perfect point. Dean, what obscure phone was your favorite? Obscure phone? You mean AI obscure. Me never. Yes. I, I only picked the most reasonable of devices. Um, no, uh, for me, my favorite phone of the year, the favorite phone I reviewed was the Pixel Fold. I love me a folding phone and I love me a Pixel phone. So it was the best combination of the two. Um, it did everything a Pixel could do. I love reading on it. I loved playing games on it. Uh, it was a little thick, uh, but that was fine. I also love the front display com- if I'm comparing it to like the Z Fold 5 because it had like a an actual phone aspect ratio that I think Samsung should adopt. Uh, I think it was pretty as well. I just really liked that phone and I was kind of really sad to give it back. But it's not available in Canada, so it's definitely not the best phone for this market at all because it's not. Yeah, I was going to say the only thing the Pixel Fold cannot do is be purchased in <laughs> Canada. So, <laughs> I mean, incorrect, John. I, I wrote, a, I wrote a, a post on how you can buy it in Canada. It requires a lot of work, but I mean, well, you, it's, you have to buy it in the U.S. and then get it into the border Canada. In the dead and no, 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 guys, I, I wrote an article about it. You can buy it in Canada. I need you guys to read more of Mobile Syrup. Isn't it just like when you <laughs> kind of have to like rent a shipping box in the States or can you ship it straight here? Uh, shipping box in the States. So yeah, yeah. You, you you do it through Google's what? You buy it like through Google US and then um, it works for us Canadians and you just need uh, a shipping box in the States and pretend that you have an American credit card. Uh, the guy who told me about the deal, he used the zip code 90210 and it worked, um, which is great. But I'm going to start doing that when I buy stuff in the States now. I always just do straight up a thousand or whatever. Like I, I saw a TikTok that explained that there's a way to like convert a Canadian postal code say. into so a US you can, code. I don't remember I how to do it. Do that. So he said he tried that and it didn't work. That's why he used oh. that. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I, I used to write guides about how to watch like US streaming services in Canada. Um, I think one of the ones was like getting Hulu. Another one was, oh, I can't remember what it was called. There's no, it doesn't matter. But that was always part of those guides was like converting your credit card number mm-hmm. as well as your address to be able to work with a U.S. service. Because then you don't have to have a U.S. credit card, which is like a thing you can get in Canada, but there's like a bunch of hoops you have to jump through. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that, that is a thing. US-based VPN would it get around it, do you think? Because it would just assume you're in the States buying it with a Canadian credit card. Yeah. No, but it's for, the for, billing, the billing part. Like when you you have to add your billing information, it needs a it needs a postal code. It needs a zip code, not a postal code. For some of the streaming service things, you you had to have a VPN or a DNS uh, service running in order to trick it to to go through. I don't know if it works like that. Yeah, for the, for I got one, I but, used uh, YouTube Premium and a VPN, but I was able to use my Canadian credit card. Um, and if anyone's wondering, uh, Ukraine is the cheapest. That's <laughs> <laughs> that how it is. Uh, they're in a war. Okay. Anywho, on, the on, best on phone for the market is, yeah. in my opinion, was the Nothing Phone too. I just loved it so much. I liked it. I, it's not the best at anything, but it does really well at a lot. Um, and it was fairly cheap. I actually cannot remember the f- price of it off the top of my head, which is strange for me. But uh, I think it's. Keep talking. Fairly, I'll look it up. Yeah, I think it's fairly affordable. 
Uh, I like it's pretty. It, I'm like a person who often uses iPhones, uh, and it really reminded me of an iPhone while I was using it. Like it felt very like the iPhone, like an iPhone. Like an it looks like an iPhone. To it looks some like nine twenty nine. iPhone with cool visual flair. Yeah, nine twenty nine. It's under a thousand dollars Canadian, uh, and and it's get an iMessage, so you know. Um, Although, is that going to work in Canada? We don't know yet, right? Yeah, it is. Canada is one of oh, the specific okay, destinations. Cool. Actually, the, the only specific one they mentioned, other than the U.S. They were like U.S., Canada, EU, and U.K. Okay, You cool. wrote that story. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so basically what it is is Nothing is launching an app called Nothing Chats that will enable iMessage on the Nothing Phone 2 in the locations that I just mentioned. Um the app uses Sunbird, which is one of the many platforms out there that offers iMessage on Android services. And how it does it is basically they have a server farm of Mac minis. You sign in with your Apple account on one of them, and then your iMessages go to that Mac mini and get routed to the phone via the Sunbird platform. They have a bunch of claims about how you know their system can't see your messages and stuff like that. But personally, I find it really sketchy to give out your logins to a company and just hope that they're not going to snoop on your messages or do anything weird um so yeah i i don't trust them i don't think anybody should trust them but if you really want iMessage that badly uh hey you can do it yeah it uh i was watching an mkbhd video about it and he's like why would you log in like think about it why would you log in uh, your Apple information on any other computer except the ones you, you own, right? So, um, I, I it's it is a huge security risk. But is that how Beeper works too? Does anyone know? That's what I was yeah. gonna ask. And yeah. Beeper does more. So the thing that's interesting with Beeper is it's like a unified inbox for all of your chats, iMessage, right. Telegram, WhatsApp. I think Slack support either is already there or is coming. And I really like the idea of having like a unified inbox for all of my yeah. messaging apps. But again, I don't want to give out my logins to anyone. So yeah, it's I, I know people who've used them and they they like it. I, not Sunbird specifically. I know some people have used Beeper and they like it. Um, I it is, just, is it for work. Oh, is he? Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's just, using it yesterday at the office. It's just odd, right? It's like, why would you take the risk? Uh, but it's cool that nothing phone will offer that to those who are, don't mind the risk or who's like their Apple account doesn't have any credit cards or anything. I mean, or anything attached to it that yeah. can like really cause any issues. That, yeah, I guess I if, just wouldn't want someone reading my messages. Well, why? Why are you hiding? Yeah. I honestly, people could read my mess. I can't imagine anyone reading my messages because they would be so bored. They'd yeah, be like, me too. I, you yeah. Know, I don't want to know what my messages video game thing. This kid has got to stop messaging his friends. Nobody's messaging him back. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Apple already reads your messages, buddy. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I, I don't. I don't like. I, I'm. I'm playing devil's advocate in that respect. I don't even text. Like, I, I don't <laughs> communicate with people through Facebook Messenger and like in in G Chat. Like, I don't. I truly never. Yeah, and Google is for messages. sure reading your messages, so you're good. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's a fun <laughs> chat for them to read though. There's like there's some good stuff in there. Hey, did you get milk uh, home? No. <laughs> that's what it is, pretty much. Okay, we, we gotta keep going. Bennett, uh what's what's your favorite phone? Yeah, so I, I put down the iPhone fifteen plus. 
Um, I originally just had the iPhone 15 in this spot, but I was like, you know what? I really like the Plus experience this year. I really liked having that little bit extra hour and a half, two hours of battery life. Um, and I do think like for people buying a phone and wanting it to last and with my experience with the iPhone 14 battery or 14 Pro specifically, I didn't have any other than that, but the iPhone 14 Pro battery life last year being so lackluster for me and like draining so fast and just not really lasting quite through the day. Um, testing out the 15 plus having all that extra battery life was really, really nice. And you know, the phone was light. The camera was amazing. Uh, USB-C was awesome. I was so sad to lose it when I went back to my 14 Pro. It's like I had to put a lightning cable back in my car for CarPlay. Even the other day when we had that work meeting and I was testing out the um, iPhone camera with Mac thing, I had to like plug that in and I had to like go and dig out a lightning cable because I had moved everything to USB-C. Um, so I, I really think that this year was a, a really great iPhone upgrade just on like the base model ish. You know, I think the plus one is worth it. I think the battery life there was just like super killer and a really great time. And like, a you know, releases some of that, that charge anxiety that I just like carry, carrying my bones everywhere I go all the time. And, uh, yeah, overall really, really good phone. USB-C is like also a bit of a breath of fresh air. But that yeah, my headline for the for nerds only hard to tell. My headline for the 15 review was like it's a pro in disguise this year. It has all of the things that the average iPhone user is going to care about, and I know I've said that in many iPhone reviews. If someone like actually follows my work, listens to this podcast, they're probably like, "You say that every year," but this year it was like truly so close. Like it's very very difficult to recommend the pro over the standard 15 for me. And so I'll talk about my choice was the iPhone 15 Pro. Um, the big thing was the A17 Pro chip just for the gaming side of things. Because that my dream has always been to be able to play high-end console games on my phone and then take that experience and continue it at home either by plugging in my phone or continuing to play that exact same game on another platform. And that's what I'm hoping this turns into where like I'm at the office, right? And I'm playing... Um, Resident Evil 4, for example. I'm playing it on my phone. I have like one of those Xbox mount things. I'm having a great time on the train on my way home. I get home. I can then continue that game either by plugging it in to my like third-party Switch dock and playing it on my TV through my phone. Or I have like a nice M1 Mac sitting here. Maybe I can use... Not M1. M M3 Mac sitting here. Maybe I can use that to continue that experience. And that... There's like a, a a really neat gaming dream there. And like, I know you can, you can use the Switch, you can use the Steam Deck, but the idea of being able to play games on the device that's in my pocket at all times that offer console level fidelity is like a mind blowing thing to me. And that, that was, that's the key thing that draws me to, to the pro this year over, over the standard one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I have a Genki switch dock. Um, and when I was reviewing the iPhone 15 Pro, I plugged it in to just try Resident Evil Village. It, sh- it showed up with like black bars, so it wasn't full resolution, but it looked shockingly good, even on like a 60 inch TV. Um, so yeah, it is, it does, it does work. Cool. Uh, what do you mean black bars? So it wasn't like it wasn't the max, it wasn't the aspect ratio of your TV. You mean? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it, was, sorry, it wasn't the aspect ratio. So I, I don't know what resolution it was playing at. I, I do probably like, I, I got a code iPhone. For, I, I, I think so. I, I got a code for village and I plan to like write an experience about doing that. 
Um, and that said, like, I'll, I should also note that you, you can't do that yet. Like, Village, which is the Resident Evil that's already out, one of the first, like, very high-end games that runs on the A17, um, there is no cross-save with iCloud, which is crazy. Um, I believe Brad told me yesterday, uh, Brad Shanker, Mobile Service Gaming Editor, who's also on the Syrup Arcade cast with Dean, he told me that Resident Evil 4 is confirmed to have iCloud cross-save. So I don't know if there's something that needs to be done in the back end on the development side, um, but it, it sucks that it's not part of Village. Uh, and then there's like also the last thing I'll say is like Apple's made lofty claims about gaming for a really long time. There's a editorial from 2015 about me thinking that the first Apple TV revamp from way back then could be like the new Wii. And that obviously didn't pan out. So I've been burned several times by Apple. Um, but I, I think they're they're for real this time. Um, at least I hope so. It's a good strategy. They're using very similar chips across their whole sort of product line. Not right now, but like, you know, in theory, a few years that A17 will be yeah, hopefully. in some iPads similar to the M-series chips and computers. And if we're lucky in the Apple TV, because the Apple TV, as much as we want it to be, is not a great gaming device right now. And now I know we're going to look forward at what we want from phones in the future, um, 2024 specifically. But before we do that, Let's take a look back at devices uh, from 2013. Dean did a bit of research and pulled out a few phones. Um, So we have, actually, Dean, do you want want to handle this? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's do like a little nostalgia moment and take a look at the HTC One M7, the Nexus 5, the LG G2, and the iPhone 5S. Uh, It's crazy that only one of these, like, brands not brands one of these like series is still around um because nexus is dead with with pixel htc and lg are dead but uh 10 years ago these were the the phones that were it these were everyone wanted one of these phones i mean you could probably throw in a samsung g whatever but i mean touch whiz was horrible probably yeah but touch whiz i don't think anybody wanted the htc one which is why htc is no longer around that is incorrect. What? Yeah. You didn't yeah, want an HTC One M Seven? No, it was so popular. Are you yeah, kidding? They were really big. Out of the out of the Android phones in my like rural high school, I know there was one kid with that one, which I think says a lot because there should be zero. Dean's very right. Like the HTC was like that one series, the One M Six, the One M Seven. I think it dropped off after the One M Seven. It was One M Seven was the first. Very, M7 was the no, first. Y- M7 Wasn't was the first? Six? No, M7, then M8, then uh, M9, and then they went to HTC 10. And they dropped that. There was a six. I, don't I, I remember was. the M series coming later. I thought there was an HTC 1, and then there was an HTC 1 M7. There was the mm. Desire phones, too, like the HTC yeah. Desire HD and things like that. HTC was way ahead of every other smartphone manufacturer at that time. Like, mm-hmm. Dean, Dean's not wrong. They had, like, the full stainless steel unibody and, and things that are very standard today um so yeah maybe they weren't quite as popular in certain areas but i knew a ton of people with them i um, bought it it was almost like yeah i, I bought a desire hd oh, and gross. i think i used a m17 for like two years three years maybe something like that it was a great great phone for the time yeah it had like that zoe thing that like take a little it would take what would it do? I think it would take a little videos, like two second videos, and like instead of like 
like kind of what Apple does now with Life Photo. It was almost like GIFs. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And then they had the Ultra Pixel, which was just a bigger picture Pixel to capture more light for low light images. Uh, I remember I was at a, a wedding once, and I had the one M7. I was taking pictures, and I was comparing it with my buddy on his camera, and he wasn't a photographer, but he had a, a, a he had a DSLR with him, and my pictures turned out better because the low lighting. Um, and again, he, if he was a photographer, that probably wouldn't have happened. But still. Uh, it's just awesome. I love this phone. Yeah, it was a good turning point for computational photography. It had a really awesome case. It was like a bunch of dots. And then if you double tap the case, it would like show you in the dots. Oh, yeah, what I remember was, that case. Or it was a case. Maybe it did calendar appointments too. I know it definitely did the weather. But yeah, that was a very fun case design. Although the folio aspect of it, I guess, was pretty unnecessary. John, you sound like you hated this phone. So if you go okay. back to... 2013 what was the you have a picture of you kissing it you love it <laughs> let, let me I'm, I'm not gonna backpedal i thought it was a cool phone but i don't think a lot of people wanted it like i don't think a lot it sold very well i don't remember seeing any in the wild nobody in my friend group had the older hd phones yeah i started at best buy back then and it's like it did well people were buying it john also I, sorry i don't phone. actually know sales numbers but I do know that it, it people were buying them. Uh, I don't think I started working at Best Buy until either after HTC was dead or when HTC was dying. Yeah, you're like a baby. There was no HTC not. phones when I worked at Best Buy. Yeah, I, I feel like John's probably not wrong. I can't imagine this being, you know, obviously is the way HTC went. But I think it was... If anything, the start of a very slow decline because the one M7, one M8 still felt like strong HTC, but by the time they got to the 10, it did not feel as strong anymore. I don't know if that you don't feel that way, Dean. You don't think that, John? You were totally working no, at Best I, Buy I when HTC was still around. HTC didn't the die till 28, but they probably didn't sell them at Best, Best Buy's at that point, you know? Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah that's possible. After okay. the one M8, they like they kind of dropped from a lot carriers of the, yeah, yeah, yeah like a lot of the carriers weren't even even keeping them around i think anymore. the hcc 10 was um, the last phone at carriers but yeah maybe had that clear yeah. plastic I, I just don't i don't remember having hcc phones I mean. at best buy when i worked there so then were you guys like <laughs> so five users were you guys lgg2 iphone 5s what were you guys you know everybody in this ago? chat was a nexus uh, 5 user yeah, yeah i, I skipped the nexus 5 <laughs> i went All right, from get the out four John, get out of here. What are you one plus one, which no, I that's fair. Uh, that the Nexus five and one plus one, the Nexus five and one plus one were like neck and neck in terms of spec did, and price in Canada. I think there was like a fifty dollar difference between them. I was up in that. So you had one of the invites then, John? Yeah. Not only did I get the invite, I also got an invite to buy one of their bamboo back panels. Oh, that. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. And there was only there was, was only like two two hundred of those because there was like a manufacturing issue, and so they just abandoned it. And they were like, "We made two hundred. But John, I that was twenty fourteen. It was twenty fourteen. So, In twenty thirteen, so you, I got, you gotta wait till next four. year to talk about that. And yeah. this is four. Okay, <laughs> I'm it's close enough. It's not close Who enough. Cares? Next year you'll talk about that, but until now you're a Nexus four and yeah. nothing yeah. else. Next year, we're talking Nexus 5 again as well because they got a huge camera update in the red version the year after it came out and it became way <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> and then we'll go back to the Nexus 5. Wasn't there a 5X and a 5C? No, 5C. There's a 5X. The 5X no, 6... came out with the 6P. 6P. 
Uh, 5X was the first, uh, I think it was the first phone that I covered for mobile syrup. I remember going to Google's office and they only had, it was like, I can't remember which way it went. They only had one of the two phones. It was either they only had the 5X or only the 6P because one Classic. of the phones got like stuck at the border. And I think that <laughs> happened at like the recent Google event. That, that happened yeah, with right? the so Google like, 8 and 8 Pro too. And the, Classic. and the fold, it happens fold. just Google. Uh, the fold wasn't coming across times, the border anyway. I'm just going to Google a boat. <laughs> you just swim across. Right. Uh, Pat, what were you using back then? Nexus 5? It would have been the Nexus 5, yeah. Um, um, I shared, uh, I remember reading Daniel Bader's uh, review of the Nexus 5 on Mobile Syrup back in, in, in 2013. And that was like what convinced me to to uh, go out and buy one. It was just so cheap, right? Like $309 for a phone as someone who had a, a copious amounts of student debt and had just started working. Like that was full-time. That was like very doable for me to shell out. And then now I think about how much phones cost today and like we kind of don't bat an eye at dropping like a grand outright for a phone, if not more, which is insane. Yeah. For the audio listeners, Dean held up his hand when uh, Pat said one grand as he was insinuating we don't even bat an eye at two grand, but I, I think everyone but you is still batting an eye at two grand, Dean. Yeah, you're the only person <laughs> that like loves the fold. Yeah. I, I have yet to see someone, this is totally off topic of what we're supposed to be talking about, but I've yet to see a fold like in the wild other than my brother who bought one and the Uber driver three months ago that drove me in San Francisco. Well, that's two uh, that you've seen in the wild, man. That's two. Two. That's two. And you know that Josh went to the States and bought a Pixel Fold, which would be yeah. even more money because the Pixel Fold is $18.99 USD or $19. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a special special guy. So that's sometimes. three yeah, people spending two k on phones. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a lot of big talk though. I don't I, I, don't, I don't buy these phones, right? <laughs> Brad, Brad oh, hit himself. Yeah. Brad just hit his head see? on the the top, the top of his his closet, which uh, looked very painful. Uh, okay, but I'm like I'm big talk. Who knows if laughing. I? Who knows if okay, I actually let's... buy one of these phones? Right? Like I don't that's I don't fair. have to. I, I would not. Yeah, I, I mean, my I'd love to go has... back in time and buy a Nexus Five, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I would man. too. Okay, let's keep this moving. Um, this is another kind of like panel question. We've talked about our favorite phones of the year. We've talked about like looking back at the phones that we we used back in 2013. What do we want to see from smartphones in 2024? Like, what are the marquee features that you're excited about that you care about? I think the phone space is pretty stagnant at this point. So I'm really hoping we see something cool. Foldables haven't really been it for me. Um, I've been having a great time using the Pop Socket MagSafe adapter on the back of my iPhone 15 Pro. And it's kind of reminded me how sick MagSafe really is. Like I can just pop these accessories off extremely easily. And that's got me thinking about G2 and that coming to Android devices. Um, that's the thing that I'm most hyped for. But John, what what do you hope to see from smartphones in 2024? Um, oh, that's tough. Uh, honestly, I just want to see bigger batteries um, and better battery life without making phones a lot thicker. I mean, you're going to have to make it thicker a little bit, but I'd really love to see some innovation in that regard because uh, battery technology has felt pretty stagnant in recent years. Um, 
So yeah, I think that would be really cool. Just, you know, better battery life. Do you I'm want removable it. batteries to come back? Like we're, we're in 2013 all over again. Not like 2013, but magnets like the human AI, AI pin, I think. That's the true innovation of the yeah, AI pin. HTC There's One of... in 2013, you actually couldn't remove the battery there. So, I mean. Yeah, okay. Not all, every phone, <laughs> but there were a lot that you could. Yeah, yeah, There's definitely benefits to battery, like removable batteries, and I would love to see them make a comeback, but uh, it's not really a selling feature for me. It would be more of like a longevity thing if you can easily swap out the battery when your battery is toast after a couple of years that's kind of the main benefit in my eyes rather than carrying around six batteries on my utility belt so i can hot swap them throughout the day that's fair. the battery bandolier be very trendy exactly. yeah i feel that dean <clears throat> dean's gonna get a phone bandolier i think did you see how many phones what, uh... i had to check to see which one was beeping yeah. there's like six of them yeah. on my bed right now if... that's what i mean so what 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 do you want to see uh in 2024 in phones team oh me so first when you were talking about the key uh chi 2 thing uh it reminded me of akin in like magnets uh, it reminded me of moto and it's like friends oh i forgot about those i know that's that's for us to talk about not no g5 friends those ones you have to put in moto had its own what were they called uh moto mods Moto mods. Oh, yeah, you're talking Moto about Moto mods. Because those were magnetic, cool. or they those were, were cool. something they attached on. Anything. Yeah. Cool. There was definitely there was magnets, but the connection one. was through pogo pins, like yeah. for the tech. Element. Yeah. Was a mix of both. Yeah. Do you remember the yeah. one with the projector in it? Yeah. yeah. I really sick. wanted that. Ugh. Anywho, sorry. I had one. It was thick. Sorry, I, I I know that that's nostalgia for in three years when we look back ten years and three years. Anywho, um, I would like to see the Pixel Fold 2 in Canada. That is my thing, what I want. I want it in Canada. I want it, and I want it to be have thinner bezels. Um, and I'm a simple guy. That's pretty much it. I mean, if Google can add more intuitive like UI for do uh, for a foldable display, that'd be nice, like something that like OnePlus or Samsung does. Uh but otherwise, that's pretty much it. And, you know, actually smart AI virtual assistants. Like I see you have that written down. I, I would love that, too. I think that that would be really cool. Uh, apparently, this will be coming. Um, but let's see how actually smart they are. Cool. Bennett, what, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of those things written down that you guys have already talked about. But I guess the one thing that hasn't really been brought up is, is lighter phones. I think this year with the iPhone 15 Pro series, like, being like oh, we're titanium, we're lighter. And me kind of switching from a regular iPhone Pro to the 15 Plus, which was also, again, much lighter. Um, and also, I think when I reviewed the Nothing Phone last year, or the Nothing Phone 1, whenever I did that, I also really liked how light it was. Um, and so I just want lighter phones. I uh, don't want to sacrifice battery life. I'll take a heavier phone if it gives me a heftier battery. Um, but I find that when I've got four or five phones kind of on my desk in front of me for work or whatever... I always just kind of pick up the smallest and lightest one. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking for is just lighter phones. Um, but Q2, or not Q2, Qi2, honestly, is like the biggest thing I'd love to see on Android. I, I love the magnet accessories. So that'd be cool. Fun related uh, weighty device fact. The So I just got the Steam Deck OLED yesterday. I just randomly showed up at my house, which is awesome. Um, it is noticeably lighter than the standard Steam Deck. And that makes me 
feel like I'm going to use it more because the other one was so heavy. And I, I feel like that's kind of somewhat related to like what you're talking about with phones where you're like reaching for the lightest one just because it's so much easier for you to throw into your, your pocket or whatever. Just to navigate on, you know, I'm like perching it on my pinky finger and that like, you know, like kind of most of the time I'm holding it. Like I'm just uh, for you guys, like, you know, I'm kind of just, it's always on this bottom finger here. So the, the lighter that is, the, the better. What did we used to call the news segment when I used to do it? Like hottest news, and I would do a sound. Like ah, what was it? I wish I could do it. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I don't have it in my head right now. But anyway, Canadian news of the week. We've got some of the best Black Friday deals up on mobilesurup.com. You guys all want to be over there every single day if you're looking to find deals. I would say the best deal we've seen right now is Pixel 7 for $1 or even free at some carriers. And I think that's an incredible deal if you need a phone for like the next three years and you don't want to spend any money on it. Now is the time. The one dollar deal is trash. Cheap. Get the free one. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah, I got to say. The fact of the matter is, plans are cheap. It's Black Friday. It's a good time to get a plan because that means your plan kind of runs out Black Friday in a few years. So it's always a good time to be cycling through on like deal seasons. Um, and yeah, John said the free one is the best. But depending on where you live, the fact that there are deals at a, a bunch of these different carriers means that everybody should be more or less able to participate, and that's always awesome. Um, I honestly have like a Pixel 7a and a Pixel 7 Pro at home. And I was like, damn, should I buy this? A Pixel 7 for $24? Like I should have this. And I, I had to talk myself out of it. It's a crazy deal. Um, but yeah, return of good deals. And then we've got the PS5 Slim, which I don't know. Do one of you guys want to kind of take that one? I know you're more interested in PlayStation stuff than me. Yeah, I can I can talk about it a little bit. It, it's like, a, and I, I think Dean even wrote the announcement post today. It's, it's, it's like a very subtle refresh. It's still quite big. No, the Canadian yeah, news is that there's no discless phone. version coming here. Yes. We're doing the Canadian. Well, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We, well, that's what like, we've got written down. Saga, there's a whole saga surrounding this thing. <laughs> um, first off, like we didn't know if it was coming to Canada or not. We figured it out like very last minute. Sony didn't know if it was coming to Canada or not. It started appearing at retailers. Um, and then obviously it was in stores on the Friday last week when it, when it actually came out. But what you just said, we haven't seen anything related to the discless version of the console. Um, it's unclear if it's coming here. It's unclear if it's delayed. Like we have no idea. Um, and it's not listed on any retailers websites. So I, I kind of think there's like some weird supply issue going on with the slim and it'll likely come here at some point along with obviously the blu-ray add-on it just hasn't you mean without the blu-ray add-on right now it's only the blu-ray uh, add-on the 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 blu-ray add-on like you can't you can't buy period as far as i'm but you, but if you were to buy a slim in canada right now it's the disc version only so it comes with that like in the box yeah it's attached to the console. Yeah. it's attached to the console it's the same as like if you were to buy the disc version of the standard the standard ps5 the one i'm talking about is the one that does not have a blue blu-ray drive at all and if you were if you wanted to add a blu-ray drive to it later um which would be a strange decision because why would you buy that console in the first place that version of the console in the first place i guess um yeah we we don't know how much that'll cost or when it's available uh either it's, it's pretty weird i've never seen this before with a console launch let alone a console revision launch and, and it sucks too because for 
well, I mean, the PlayStation 5 is very expensive, but for a lot of Canadians, the disc-free version is kind of the more cost-effective way to pick one up if you don't want to buy, like, a used one. Um, and so the fact that Sony's like, ah, you just can buy the more expensive one and forcing us all to get discs, it, it upsets me. You know, I'm, like, just one guy standing in a closet, but I'm upset about it. Dean, do you care about the PS5 Slim? You do most of your gaming on a PS5, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I already have a PS5. Why would I? I wouldn't buy another one. Well, so I'm curious. Like, yeah, I have no, I have no interest in it really. Uh, I mean, I, I, mine is. I have a discless one. It's already kind of slim. I don't really see it. It's under my desk. Like it's, it's like my desk has like a little shelf thing, and it's there. And I don't know. I don't need it. I'm cool without the PS5 Slim. Uh, I want the PS. Poor uh, PlayStation Portal um, that came that announced to, or that is now available in Canada, uh, but otherwise, like I don't care for a Slim. I'm hyped for the Slim simply because my PS5 is very loud, and I want to trade it in at EB Games um, so that I can get a quieter PS5 Slim. And I wanted the disc, the the discless version, just because I assume it'll be cheaper. My trade in value will go farther. Um, so I'm going to wait a little bit and see what happens with that um, Sir, when, when the dust settles. EB Games cr- no longer exists. Whatever, GameStop. GameStop. Um, correct, me, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, with the launch of these new slimmer consoles, the old ones will be phased out, right? Like we just, There'll be no disc-free version at all in Canada yeah. after a certain point. Right? That's right? Dis- okay, yeah. Cool. Well, they're... they're the the big ones going away. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Versions of it are gone. So unless they yeah. bring the disc free new one here, but the potentially right now we're in it, we could be in a dead zone. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I'm assuming they will, and it's a supply issue. Um, I think we've reached out to Sony Canada for a statement, and we just haven't heard heard back yet. Um, Maybe retailers just yeah. want this one. I know we saw this a lot when the PlayStation Five just came out. They were like selling bundles with games and multiple controllers because they're like, yeah, people are buying these no matter what. We sell the most expensive one. We make the most profit. Why would we sell one cheaper? Every single it's one possible. we every single one we sell sells out like that. So maybe for, there's something for like retailers. That it's a lot easier to bundle because you can't give a game like if you're selling a game at a at a retail store. It's a disc, right? You can't really mm-hmm. bundle that with a discless console. You could bundle codes, gift cards. Do stores sell codes? Yeah. They sell gift card codes. Well, yeah, and some stores actually buy, do like, sell digital codes, games yeah. from stores. I've seen a lot of like yeah. Nintendo three pack ones. It's like one little like, gift card that has like you could redeem it for one of three games kind of thing. John's um, been far yeah. away detached from cost console life in a while. Yeah, he's now getting back. Oh, no, actually, John's but back you... in. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's getting back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's back not on the Canadian news life. list. We're not talking about no. it. Yeah, and then the next thing for Canadian news is the University of Toronto is launching a game studio studies minor uh joining a huge gaming archive it's a uh degree for people who want to study games uh it offers 14 courses and pat has in his notes that he would have 100 percent done this i would have like if i went to that school i would have taken it as a minor and then regretted it later because there's absolutely like what am i going to do with that Breaking games but i mean it would yeah it would have been more mm-hmm. useful than uh the history sort of history minor that why, I did. why are you uh, insinuating that this is a not useful degree would this not help people who want to do game development for a job would this not be what they would want to study my my understanding um is that it's not game development related it's more studying the art of, of games, games. <laughs> 
I'm not saying it wouldn't be mm. useless because I, I don't fall into the camp where like I think that everything you go to school for should be something that results in a job. I think there's more to school than that and more to learning. Um, but from a practical perspective, I don't think anyone's going to like go do this game studies minor and then get direct employment from that. I guess, uh, I guess. but the fact that it's a minor, you would combine it with like a development or a coding major. And then at least you you have the ability to like theorize a game. Cause I think that's actually big problem with games right now is we just have like all these games that kind of copy each other and not a lot of like fresh. Yeah, totally. It would be useful from, from that perspective. You're, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and before we end, and before nah, we end the podcast, yeah, you can uh, you can read all about the Canadian tech news and more on Antenna. It's our freshly recently refreshed newsletter for all Canadian news you care about, delivered right to your inbox. And we also have an on-site version on the site. Also have it. John creates creates that every every single week, so you'll you'll read his his lovely intro. Um, to the newsletter. Uh, I put my, I pour my heart and soul into it every week to give you. It's always a good emoji at the end of the intro too. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really, you know, I want to deliver a beautifully crafted piece of content into your inbox. Modern beauty is, is one emoji at the end to make you smile. Yeah. It's like signing off being like, can't wait to see you, you know? Okay, let's let's wrap this up. That's it. Thanks for listening to the Servcast. You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore work and of course on mobileserve.com. Thanks for bearing with us. We'll we try out these new segments and new structure and people taking on different segments. It's it's gonna take a little bit for us to to work this out, but um I think this is the start of a more dynamic, more interesting version of the podcast. Uh in terms of stuff that I've been working on, I think the last major story that I published was about the m3 imac and the m3 max macbook pro um played around with them quite a bit did some gaming all my impressions are up on the site that's the the last notable story that i've written um dean where can people find you you can find me on instagram as my daily dose and twitter as tech trash or just uh the daily dean and what i am working on uh there is a new contest up on mobile syrup now uh, for Super Mario RPG. Is that what it's called? Super Mario RPG? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, enter it and you can win the game for free. You won't win a Switch, but you can win the game for free. And uh, expect a lot more uh, contests in the next month uh, for uh, new phones and other fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also working on the best phones of 2023. That should be coming out very soon. Hey, you guys shot photos for yesterday. We did shoot photos for yesterday. They were very nice photos. Thank you, Bennett. Thank you. Bennett, where can people find you? And is there anything you've been working on that you want to highlight? Uh, you can find me anywhere at the Bradfad. I'm trying to be less on, on X and more on threads. So maybe if you're not over there, maybe check me out. And uh, on the site, I have got my Apple Watch Ultra review went up recently. I also did a smaller op-ed about how it felt to use cellular on the on a smartwatch in Canada, which is basically like, it's awesome. It's it's sweet. Who doesn't want to have like a spy watch that's always connected on their wrist, but the carriers charge you an arm and a leg for it. So is it worth it for you? How much time do you really spend without your phone? There's a lot to debate there, but you can read my whole thing on the site. And um, yeah, I got a lot of more tech effect stuff. As you know, the video channel, we're just kind of chugging along over there. So all good stuff. And John, last but certainly not least, where can people 
find you when you're not caring, taking care of your very sick daughter? Uh, I don't know if her voice has been coming through in the background. No, it, it hasn't, surprisingly. That's good, because she, she's She kept mad. it at the right uh, decimal for it to not be picked up by the mic, which let her know. Uh, I appreciate it. That's good. I, I will let her know uh, as soon as I'm done. I'll say, <laughs> hey, Finn, Pat really appreciates your, your pitch selection. Uh, yeah. you can find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, but I don't really tweet. Um, so don't find me there. Find me on threads, uh, at J M M that's two M's, uh, Lamont L A M O N T. Uh, and sometimes I thread there. Um, and of course you can find me on the website, mobilesyrup.com where I currently spend my days mining carrier websites for deal content, uh, to appease reader eyeballs it's deal it's deal season this this podcast will be up i think a week before black friday so keep it locked on the website um we're putting a lot of effort into our deals this year and trying to make them a little bit more editorially curated than we have in the last few years so uh we want to be your source for tech stuff for black friday and boxing day and things like that um, so check out all the stuff we're producing and actually, and just, that's it. Wait, on top of that, if you want to support and you're like not seeing a deal you like, even if you just click one of our affiliate links, you buy something, we get a kickback. Good Always point. helpful. So, you know, very good point. Um, and yeah, as always, you can find all of our content on mobile and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at mobile syrup. Thanks for listening. And threads. Yeah. Threads. I forgot about threads. Good old threads. I love threads.